0: This is Cassidy Paris with her song Give Me Your L-O-V-E on Tell Create Your Story Podcast. Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Cassidy Paris. Now Cassidy is a singer-songwriter and guitarist from Melbourne, Australia. She's only 17 years old and last year she signed with The Rock Legacy Management and she brought out her first EP as well and the track that we just listened to there was off that EP, give me your LOVE and we also talk about her involvement with Metalheads Against Bullying and we talk about all of her accomplishments so far in such a in such a young career but before we go please go to our website we are at Podbean tell Craig your story at podbean.com we are on all the social medias Instagram Facebook YouTube At Tell Craig Your Story. We're also on VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. And we also have a link tree which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services, so uh, choose the one that you wish to desire. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Cassidy Paris on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi Cassidy, how are you doing today?
1: Good, thanks. How are you? Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) not a worry. Thank you very much for your time. I know uh, even in the pandemic, uh, you're a busy girl. So thank you. Thank you very much. No problems at all. (laughs) Firstly, I I want to ask, uh, like I ask everybody at the start, like how are you going uh, with the pandemic? Are your family safe? And has this stopped uh, your touring, your promotions? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So again, the pandemic's been obviously a massive thing that has impacted um, a lot of countries, but really lucky enough here in Australia, um, we've had a few cases, but it hasn't hit us as hard as of yet. And we've been really fortunate, in my family, we haven't been so affected in um, the fact that we haven't been um, ill as a result of it. And look, Um, My father and I, through music, um, we've really learnt to just stay on top of that in different ways via Facebook and streaming, which has been a really cool experience. But, yeah, of course, with touring, it's been put on hold with just a little bit of a bar, but what can you do? And we're just looking for the positives in the situation and trying to connect in different ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and speaking about that, uh, you said that you've done some – online. It seems to be yeah. a, th- a thing at the moment. So, h- how many have you done, and and what was that experience like? A bit different to going yeah. out in front of a, a bit of a crowd.
1: Yeah, it is. It's definitely different. Of course, with not, um, you don't have a crowd that you can interact with face to face. But again, it's been a really cool experience and something that um, I've really enjoyed doing and something that's keep kept me, um, connected to music and connected to the fan base whilst, um. We have been dealing with this pandemic, so I have done the Metalheads Against Bullying um live Ooh, stream. We'll,
0: we'll, really cool. we'll get we'll get up, we'll get onto that a little bit a yeah, little bit yeah, later. But, but
1: um, but, that was really a really cool experience, and I'm really lucky to have done that. And I've just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, done the New Waves of Classic Rock um live stream, which was also a really cool experience.
0: Wow, there you go. So, and talking about that, uh, did you have to uh, cancel any gigs or you know, any sort of touring in this sort of period?
1: As of, yeah, we were, um, before the pandemic began, I was really focusing on writing and recording. Um, right. But but it was it, I definitely, um, we were looking to travel this year and that's been put on hold. So, um, again, it's, it's life at the moment and yes. um, dealing with it in different ways is just become normal for us and i think that once we get out there and once we get on top of this the music industry will thrive because um we really have been given an insight as to how powerful music has been during Mm. this entire pandemic like even through online services and streaming it's been really cool
0: yeah hopefully you know and i'm one as well i can't wait to get out there and I guess people sort of take it for granted a little bit that, yeah. that there's so much music out there. So I hope that when the bands still do start uh, touring that they get, they go, you know, come on, I want to go and see a band, you know, I want to go and see,
1: you know, yeah, regular
0: live music. Yeah. So th- yeah, that's
1: great. I think, I think a lot of people have really seen and appreciated how big, of an impact music does make on our lives. And even via um, via Skype, like what we're doing at the moment, or Facebook, we can access it. And that's really, really cool and important part of music. And we've seen how technology and social media has really kept us connected and there nice. are positives that um, do outweigh the negatives. So um, I know, again, it's it's a very difficult difficult time for a lot of people, but I think music has really made definitely for myself and my family has had a massive impact.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, music and, and you know doing the podcast as well. Like in this time, yes. it, it's just things like that 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 are helping people you know get through the time they they can't go outside. You know, so I've just I just hope that a uh, good thing. And also with with using the like you said the social media and and, uh doing it online you know it's there already so you know why didn't we take advantage of that beforehand you know i think again we took that for granted so i think in the future definitely this is going to happen a lot more don't you think
1: Look, 100% um, and I know that a lot of the time social media has mixed effects in terms yes. of its positive and negative um, defects that occur but look social media for me in this time has really been a big thing of connectivity and for a lot of people and a lot of bands and musicians and I'm really appreciative, appreciative of that because when you can't go outside that's how you're going to connect with people from halfway across the world and just even even down your street really so
0: um
1: it's been really interesting to see how big an impact that has had and i'm really thankful for that as a musician and as a person
0: yeah absolutely yeah hope everything gets back to normal Uh, in the future and and we start getting some uh, uh, gigs and, you know, the bands can start doing some touring as well.
1: Absolutely. And, like, in terms of musicians and stuff, it's been a very difficult time for a lot of musicians and bands and to have things like online streaming and um, social media present in our lives has been really, really cool. And
0: and talking about that, uh, do, do you think that the CDs... Is that important now? Do you think that's sort of gone away? Because I've noticed actually that the vinyl, you know, going into, walking into a JB Hi-Fi and there's four rows of, of vinyl as well. So have you seen the change in that as well?
1: Yeah, 100%. Like I think obviously we're moving to a different age with music and yes. Streaming services and online social media. But um, for me, I've always really enjoyed buying a hard copy CD and listening to the content that's been on there. Um, I really will always enjoy that. And I think that since um, a- about a- two years ago, I've seen it being like reappearing more so in like JB Hi Fi or your music stores, which has been really, really cool. Yes. And look, I've always been one to support bands and um like my favorite bands in that way and I think I always will continue to but again it's a different time so a lot of people that are growing up now and um like myself obviously are going to listen to things on online and on Spotify and iTunes which is again it's different and it's interesting but um yeah I've always been supportive hard copy I love it <laughs> to yeah. This day.
0: yeah, absolutely. All right, Cassidy. So let's go back in your sort of uh, short career, but it's been a very uh, positive career. So you were born in in Melbourne, is that correct?
1: Yep, born in Melbourne.
0: So wh- wh- whereabouts in Melbourne were you born?
1: Um, so born in Victoria. Uh, I just around the um the northern suburbs, and um, again, music has always been um, really important for me from a young age. So I was brought up and raised on music as my father is a musician and been lucky enough to um, connect with a lot of musicians via him and um, the music talent that's in in Melbourne. Um, So it's been a really, really cool um, upbringing in that way. And, again, I've been lucky enough to take little bits and pieces of inspiration by the people I meet in Victoria. So,
0: yeah, it's been really cool. And and uh, growing up in Melbourne, tell tell us a little bit bit about where you, you grew up. Uh, for our international listeners, where, whereabouts is Melbourne? Is it a good music scene? To tell us a little bit about grow, growing up there, was it a country town or was it near the city? Or
1: yeah, so where I grew up, um, Melbourne, Australia, is right at the bottom of, of Australia. So that's where I've grown up, and I'm quite close to the city. I live in the northern suburbs, as I said, and um, so I've been been—I've always been raised near the city and um, obviously it's been interesting to see how I can connect to music and stuff by that. So I always go, I'll be someone to go up to like Rod Laver Arena, which is nice. where I'll go see like my favourite bands and stuff perform yes. or like Forum or something like that. Uh, even like music land, I've always been raised on going to see live music and it's been a really cool experience. That's how I learned as a musician and by seeing people, whether it was my dad or whether it was one of my favorite bands as a youngster. Um, yeah, so it's been a really cool experience to learn from my favorite artists and I I was really, really lucky to have that as a youngster and learn from that.
0: Yes, absolutely. And let, let's talk about let's talk about your father because uh, yeah. he, he seems to me uh, I've never met him, uh, but to me, uh, just looking at your social media, uh, he in he's a part of your band, okay. uh, he, he's a big influence in your life and, and like musically as well. so so tell us a little bit about your dad's background. did he did he play in rock bands uh, in Melbourne as well?
1: Yeah, a bit yeah, absolutely. My dad's been playing in rock bands since he was about 18, 19 years old. Yes. And um, his first band, Cyclone Tracy, and then he moved towards Black Majesty and the Radio Sun and recently Wicked Smile. So, um, dad's always been really present in my life, which has been awesome. And I've always learnt from him. He's been my biggest inspiration through music and I've learnt little bits and pieces, um, guitar, even, um, like, interaction and connectivity based stuff from my dad on social media. I learnt it all from him and his experience with music, which has been really, really cool Um, and I've had, again, I've been so lucky to have that. Uh, But... Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for what's um, to come with his musical journey as well. Like I said, recently he launched this new band called Wicked Smile and I really, really love the music. And, again, the even in the, the singer in that band has been so, so supportive. Danny Chicardi has been um, so supportive to me and I've just been lucky enough to have so many different inspirations via my dad. Yeah. Uh, and learning so many different
0: things by that's, him <laughs> that's awesome a bit like my dad uh, he's a bit of an inspiration and a hero yeah that's that's great to have that sort of family uh, uh, background so yeah
1: exactly
0: so tell us when did you when when do you can you first sort of uh, recognize that you were able to to sing or was it singing first or was it playing the guitar Tell us a little I bit about that. a
1: little bit of both. Like, I always really, really loved singing. I would always sing along to, like, my favourite bands in the car. Even, like, as a youngster, I remember singing to Aerosmith and Leppard nice. and um, <laughs> all those cool rock bands that I was brought up on. Yes. Um, but I think, actually, guitar, like, one of my first memories was my dad teaching me smoke on the water on guitar. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I remember that and I remember, again, another different memory and this is a different type of music but um, I remember Dad taking me to Taylor Swift's Fearless concert Mm. and then um, that was, again, one of my turning points in terms of my musical journey. That was when I realised this is really what I want to do and I was just so buzzed out by seeing her live and because I've been such a big supporter and... um, I've loved Taylor Swift since, oh, since I was like five years old. Yeah, right. Um, So, again, like I've been raised on a wide range of music and a wide range of artists, so I can take little bits and pieces and inspiration from different people. And that's been really cool. It wasn't just a narrow pathway. Of music that I've been raised on, I've been raised on a lot of things, and could pick and choose what I liked and what I wanted to listen to. Yeah. That has been really, really cool to, again, form my individuality with music, and also take that rock twist yeah, and play right. my music.
0: And, and the thing, the thing that I liked about Taylor Swift is, uh, I don't know if you saw the, uh, there was a documentary on how, she, like, how she grew up. And she was writing music at such a young age, and like she she was, she was writing music for all these uh, country pop superstars, and getting not no recognition for it. And then all of a sudden, manager found her, and away you go. So you've got to respect those, whether you don't like the style of music or not. You've got to respect that, that, you know, where she's come from. She's worked super hard. If you want, it's it's the like the old ACDC. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Uh, it. But but, it, but um,
1: it's well, true. Yes, yeah, so with though. Taylor Swift, it was like I always had admired this this level of connectivity that she had with her fans, and they weren't her fans; they were her friends, and they were. Um, and I always wanted to be like that with people that supported my musical journey because I was actually lucky enough, and this is kind of like such a super story. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Taylor Swift when I was, I think I was about nine or 10. Um, I was at a Speak Now tour and I was picked out of the crowd randomly with one of my friends that I was seeing the show with and my mum and we went backstage to meet her. And again, as a nine-year-old, I was, and I was obsessed with music, obsessed with her. Yes. and to have that experience, again, a massive turning point. And just the way she connected with me, she gave me a guitar pick that she played oh, and it wow. was just such a cool experience and I can I cannot thank her enough for inspiring me. Um, so, yeah, again, it's like little bits and pieces I've been um, inspired by, but, yeah, that was a massive turning point for me as an artist.
0: Yes.
1: And that's when I really knew this is what I want to do.
0: Yes. I have something similar. Um, I remember going to see ACDC, as I said before. And, uh, you know, the next day, um, I I was like, I want to be Angus Young. You know, I got a guitar and (laughs) started learning how to play. You know what I mean? It's, It's those people like that. You see it at a real young age, and then all, all of a sudden, you know, you, you want to do that. You have that inspiration. If she exactly. can do it, then I uh, then I can do it. You know, so exactly.
1: It's just those crazy experiences, and again, that was completely. It's just one in a million. Yeah. And, um,
0: what an experience! Type of
1: experiences was, was were just awesome for me yes. as a youngster, and really inspired me to be, to be doing what I am.
0: So let's so let's talk about your singing, uh, your vocals. Mm-hmm. H- like, as I said before, you started sort of singing at a very, were you in choirs in school or, or did you try out for, like, a, you know, school competition, music competition? Yeah,
1: like I did a little bit, little bits and pieces like that. I've, I've always been taking singing lessons from, I think, oh, the age of about 10, yes. to 11, I was taking singing lessons and, um, I'd always loved singing, as I said. Like whether it was in the shower and the car, I was always singing some sort of music. And um, again, I, I was it was a bit different. I didn't do. I did a little bit of choir based stuff, but um, I think that again, this is a guitar memory. But yes. um, I remember my dad teaching me "Beat It" by Michael Jackson,
0: Come and
1: on. <laughs> I went to my talent show and won with that song. Oh,
0: and,
1: yeah, it was such a cool experience that. Um, so there were little bits and pieces in my primary school that, but again, with singing and vocals, i had always been just trained to take um, singing lessons and with vocals always recording myself, listening back to it and trying to get better as a singer. So, but again, I had so many different people throughout my journey help train me to, yes. as, a singer, as a vocalist. Um, I started um, one of my, like, uh memories was uh Jason Old the singer from the Radio Sun he was my first singing teacher and he helped me um evolve as a singer and really identify when I was pitchy or when I should mm. um, implement this into my singing and yeah that was one of my um like my closest memories as um as a singer and Again, like now, I'm learning from Danny, the singer from Wicked, um Wicked Smile, and I'm learning from wow. my producer Paul Lane. Um, yeah, a, a lot of different different singers I come into contact and taken little bits and pieces of advice on board, and that's like what molded me into the singer I am. That's
0: that's amazing. Um, and and you're still learning, developing, still, you know, you're yeah, still
1: exactly. And I'm you, always you, learning.
0: Yeah, that's right. So with your guitar playing as well, you said that your your dad. Uh, Sort of taught you um, how to how to play that. So, um, in terms of writing songs, like uh, can can you think back to when you sort of started combining the two together, singing and, and, and writing songs?
1: Yeah. So I think the first time. Well. The first single I released, talk about it, was when I really started writing songs. I had written a couple of little songs and recorded them in the studio with my dad before, but this was when we really worked hard at it. Talk about it. Yes. Um, I remember uh, Paul Lane, he him coming to a, uh, to Melbourne for the first time, and uh, I looked at him with so much inspiration, and I wanted to be like him because he's such such an all round musician and person. He's really the full package. And as a singer, guitarist, um, musician, he was just really cool. And I really wanted to be like him. So I remember sitting down with him and him saying, let's write a song. So we uh pulled out like we like messed around with different ideas and that's how talk about it actually came to what it is and um, I remember just we start with the chords and then um, like build the melody and then I will put the lyrics in. Um, So I guess every process is different for every um, singer-songwriter but that was one of my memories, like my first memories uh, writing was with Paul Mm. and such a cool experience just went out of his way and beyond to make me feel comfortable and teach me everything he knew. Um, about singing and songwriting, uh, and it's been really, really cool.
0: So, so tell tell us about that. Uh, so, the 2017 was your debut a uh-huh. single. Yeah. Talk about it. So, how how do you think, in your opinion, uh, has your writing a song in 2017 compared to writing a song now?
1: Yeah. So it really has it has changed because. Mm. Uh, again I'm always evolving as a singer songwriter and I think that I've taken on board um different songwriting techniques now so I'll um think of songs and lyrics and then put them in my phone or jot them down like in the street when I'm walking and I see something or think of something that I really like and then I'll go to write a melody and I'll look through my notes and think I think this really works here so again I'm always learning as a singer songwriter but um, working with Paul Lane has really 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 helped me um, evolve and change so I think it's I think it's always changing for me so I don't think it's one uh, one process but again my musical style is evolving as well so um, at the start it was a little bit um, well obviously I'm a rock pop artist but um, now we're trying to implement that kind of, uh, this edge to it that we haven't really put into it before so um, with my newest single Give Me Your L-O-V-E um, <sighs> it's got a, a different kind of vibe to it than my other stuff
0: yeah right like my little advice is that you will you know go through all these different you know you, you'll be you, you'll get to 40 and 50 and you'll be still evolving you know what I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly.
0: You know, being a musician, you sort of, you don't want to be playing, you don't want to be pigeonholed into the one sort of style of music. You want to be trying new things like you're doing now, um, bringing all these different influences and, you know, picking little bits and pieces here and bring, you know, putting it into uh, your music. Don't you agree?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, one thing I've always been told and taught by so many different artists, including, including my father, is that you'll always be learning and you'll always, like, he's learning and he's 48. So, like, everyone's learning um, along this journey and I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the future holds and how different my processes or my songwriting um, will be a couple of years down the track so you never know what um it's going to be different but i think keeping that um that mindset that things can change and it's okay if they do is really healthy
0: yeah that's amazing and, and we should have uh, probably should have mentioned earlier um uh, you're only 17 years old is that correct
1: yeah 17 yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> uh, that's it's so good, so good to hear some up and coming musicians and bands, especially from Australia. So uh, here's an interesting. Um, so I'm always interested to know, you know, you're this sort of stand out, you know, a, a little bit similar to Taylor Swift. You're writing the music, you know, the melodies. Mm-hmm. So. How do you pick the band that you play with when you go out live? I've noticed uh, when you play live that that your dad, if it's an acoustic sort of gig or, you know, going onto radio. But how do you pick the band that you currently have?
1: In terms of electric?
0: Yeah, yeah, when you're going out and playing, you know, on a tour or, you know, when you're playing at festivals, uh, do you have like a set band that, that you have or do you just get uh, session players to come in and... and it does you know.
1: depend. So um, I've always, um, for my electric sets up until now, mm. I've been lucky enough to have my my dad's band, the Radio Sun, being my backing band and just oh, because cool. they have been such amazing... Uh, inspiring musicians in my life and they're just really really good musicians and down-to-earth guys I think me as a musician learning from them on stage has been a really good opportunity and um but again it always is changing for me so I think um there's not really like a set set band that I have but I always have different musicians that I've come into contact and that inspire me personally um, and integrate them into my into my musical journey. And whether that's electric or playing acoustic, like my dad and I, since a very young age, always really gelled well together when we were rehearsing and playing just in the studio and the house. Um, so that has been a really, really cool experience. And I'm really happy that that has worked well acoustically for me and electric i've been lucky enough so far to have the radio sun back me but again it's always changing i'm always having various musicians take on different roles yes. and that's the cool thing about music i think that working with different musicians all the time will give you different background in your on your musical journey and help you to grow and progress as an artist
0: yeah absolutely let's talking about uh like the melbourne sort of uh, scene as well there should be a lot of session players uh, in melbourne um it's one of the hot you know i would say melbourne is probably the place to go if you want to be serious uh as as a band or as an artist yeah uh, um so moving to melbourne so tell us a little bit about that with your experiences tell us about the music scene down in melbourne
1: yeah, so um, Melbourne's always been a really cool spot, I think, to live in and to um, change and evolve as an artist because there are so many different musicians that you will come into contact with. And, again, I've been lucky enough to um, come into contact with a lot of, like, a range of different musicians. And as I said earlier, I'm working with um, Danny Cicardi from um uh, we could smile, my dad's new band, yes. uh, as of now. And it's been a really, really cool experience to kind of um, have that take on the music, um, in, on my music and my journey as an artist. And I, again, I'm taking on board all this advice. But in terms of the music industry, it's very, uh, there's a wide range of artists in Melbourne. Yes. And I think that's really yes. cool because it's not just narrow in terms of the amount of music that people are listening to and what types of music people are listening to. But again, bringing back the rock edge um, has been one of my goals as an artist. And that I think has been uh, very absent in the music industry in Australia for a period of time and bringing that back um, into the music industry is what I'm really looking to do with my journey. So I think, in terms of the music industry here, there is a wide range of artists and that's really cool, but there are still some things that are missing and absent that I'd really like to elevate a little bit more.
0: That's amazing. And and is that something that you would like to do uh, in the future, not not just playing but, what, like, being involved with uh, promoting other artists down there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I love um, – communicating with different artists I think yes. that's really cool and that's where some of the magic happens in Melbourne when you align with different artists and um, connect with them so again like I'm connecting with different people in on my musical industry as a youngster and I'd really like to do that when I'm I've progressed a little bit further but again the like my main goal as I said is to really just push that that rock music with a yes. little bit of a twist a modern twist on it
0: the, the thing the thing with the, the rock music is, and it's not just Australia, it's around the world, you know, rock music will never die. It's always going to be there. Like, um, it could be popular, you know, you could get a new band come out and they could be popular and it brings all the rock music back into the into the mainstream. Then it'll go away, but it never dies. It's always there, the underground. Yeah. Um, you're always going to get bands playing that style of music. So... So speaking, speaking of, of Melbourne and with your tr- travels and with your playing gigs, what are some of the uh, up-and-coming bands in Melbourne? Do you, any recording artists that we should, you know, need to look out for?
1: Look, like I've, um, again, as I said, Wicked Smile's been a really cool um, thing to see evolve recently. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, my dad's put so much effort and I've been um, really subjected to how much effort he's been putting in recently with this band. And I'm really excited for the future of that band because the tracks are great, the vocalists great, the musicians are great, and they're all round really, really good people. So I think that's probably the main band I would really look out for in the future because they are really the full package. They are fantastic guys, great musicians, and they're the future.
0: Absolutely, all that right.
1: Make really- sure you <laughs> make
0: sure you're looking out for that uh, for, for that band, uh, especially the people um, overseas. Get onto it. Bit of a rock. I'm assuming it's a rock style band. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's got like elements of Skid Row and. um
0: Ooh, come on.
1: Even like little bits of like. Oh, like Iron Maiden, stuff like that, little bits and pieces of that. And it, it kind of takes on, again, a rock twist, a, a heavy heavy rock, heavy metal twist, which is really, really cool. And, um, again, it's some of the best music I've heard my dad um, be involved with and it's probably my favourite. <laughs> I know I'm a little bit biased, but the music <laughs> is um, it's really, really cool and I'm really excited to see where that goes.
0: That's great. Good music yeah. is good music. Exactly,
1: that's that's the motto that I've always been raised on. A good song is a good song, and it doesn't matter where it comes from or what kind of style it's from, but I think that's really helped me identify what I like based on a good song is a good song.
0: Yeah, definitely, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, a style, uh, you know, it it could move you, uh, you know, the time in your life, uh, something happened. Oh, I I remember
1: that song, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's really kept um like not allowed me to restrict myself to a particular style in terms of what i like um as i said i listen to a wide variety of artists whether it's like heart joan jett taylor swift Mm -hmm. perry pink avril lavigne def leppard like heaps of artists and whether it's like a new band like heat i'm an um, I love Heat. Um, They're a Swedish band and I really, really enjoy that. So, again, very different music, but all have impacted me and I really love the sound that they have. But again, from different streams of music.
0: You'll have to get over there and play some gigs in Sweden. Yeah,
1: 100%. Come on.
0: All right, so we talked about before, uh, the two, your, your debut uh, EP, uh, Talk talk About It. Yeah. Um, and then in 2019, correct me if I'm wrong again, uh, you released a Broken Hearted EP. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about how that all come about, who was the producer and um, what was the experience like of recording that EP? Yeah,
1: so the producer of that um, EP was... Paul Lane. Again, I had um, met him when I was about 12 or 13 when he came to Australia for the first time and was just blown away by the type of musician he was, the type of person he was, and really connected with him on a musician and a um, person level, like a personal level. And I think that's really what helped me navigate where I wanted to go as an artist and again, so I really liked his style. He had done everything, um, music. I'm in the music industry. He's done rock, country music, to just full on heavy music. And I saw that in his um, on his musical journey, and took that into consideration when I wanted to decide what kind of artist I wanted to be. And, again, writing with him has been one of the most, um, like the best experiences I have had and I've been so fortunate to have that in my life because listening to him as a mentor and as an individual um, who has experienced everything in the music industry has really helped me navigate my way through it, um, all the little bits that I've come into contact with so far. And writing that EP was really awesome. Cool for me because, again, I hadn't produced any music before this um, and this as my first EP was really quite a statement and what I really wanted to be doing. So I'm really proud of that EP and proud of the music I produced because it was a difficult ride to get there, unfortunately. Um, but, again, when it came out, I was so proud of it yeah. and I think um, he was really proud of it and my family and friends were really proud of it. And I'm I'm hoping that everyone's really enjoying it, and I've had such a great response um, for that EP. So I'm really excited to see what the future holds.
0: And tell us about like uh, where you're getting like your your lyrics from. Um, is it just from personal experiences, or, yeah, absolutely. or you, yeah, yeah,
1: personal experience is something that I really base my lyrics off, um, in, in terms of relationships, friendships, um, my experience with bullying, uh, has really all been, um, integrated and implemented into my music. So I think that's how I produce my music on a personal level makes it what I want it to be. And that's really like a release of tension and a release that I get from, from writing music. That's, basically my outlet to do that
0: you know you're a musician when uh, you've had a bad day and uh you can pick up a guitar or you can start singing
1: and (laughs) and
0: and everything just goes away (laughs)
1: exactly and i pour myself into my music um especially being in high school um it's been a long journey and a long ride and pouring myself into my music has helped me as I said, it's a release of tension. It really is. It's like, um, I can't explain it. It's just yeah. that's a really good um, outlet for me to put all my feelings and emotions into it. And I think that's how, what I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how my music and my life really correlates in the future.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about it. We've, we've spoken a little bit about it, um, but mm-hmm. And and it's, and it's a, a question that everybody here in Australia um, ha, has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be just music. It's the pressures of high school mm-hmm. and the HSC and, and yeah. getting a, a good, I don't know what they call it now, uh, but it used to be TR for, for yeah. the university. The pressures of, of being a teenager, of getting good grades, also wanting to uh, develop a career as well and uh, boyfriends girlfriends you know Uh, so tell us a little bit about this for for you personally how have you balanced uh, studying for the HSE doing the music having relationships you know Mm -hmm. having friends uh, you know tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah, so I was. I'm really lucky because I'm the um, music is my outlet, as I said. So I pour my everything into my music. So every single emotion I encounter over my high school experience or just. In life, um, it really goes into my music, and I say that completely honestly. Uh, I think a, a good example of this is that I had been um, subjected to bullying a lot throughout my high school journey, and since um, embarking on my musical career. Um,
0: why do you, Why do you think that, Cassidy? Is, is uh, like because uh, I just had a, a friend uh, come on who who was a high school. Uh, country and western star when yeah. I was in high school, and, you know she would she would she but she wouldn't care. She would yeah. just do a thing. So to so tell us tell us about that with you.
1: Yeah, I think that's a massive thing for me, and I've really seen myself as a person progress because, um, and you can really see the growth throughout my high school journey. I was. Um, unfortunately like subjected to bullying and um, Mm. due to I was producing different music and it wasn't the typical thing that um, a teenage girl was doing at 13 14 years old she wasn't um, recording music Um, she was going to play soccer AFL footy with her friends (laughs) so um, I think it was a bit a bit different for me because my experience wasn't wasn't similar to my friends at high school, but I was really lucky because um, my best friend, um, and I'll mention him again and again, Jared. Um, yeah. And I think uh, having him throughout my high school years really helped me because I was, um, again, being ridiculed all day at school, and he would say, "You're do- what you're doing is great." He was just so supportive, and that really, really helped me yeah. um, as a person and. Um, carry on with my music but again I got to this point and before stepping into that um, that field I was like I don't care what people have to say about me because I'm doing what I love and what I believe in and I think that's the main thing um, if people didn't like that about me then basically I just would remove them from my lives because I wasn't in the position where I wanted people who were toxic in my lives to be around me. I I wasn't going to do that or have that, especially people would talk behind your back. And, you know, the typical teenager things like the backstabbing, the um, ridiculing that you would be subjected to, which is really, really sad that, again, with social media, it has changed. And I don't think for some aspects for the better, I think it has gotten worse because people have this online profile that they can become um, just online bullies for people and they can hide behind a screen now which is it's really a difficult thing to um, just fathom but again so like just keeping my head above water um, was a really good thing and a way I did that was via music and via having a really really good strong support system around me and talking to the people around me I was really lucky I had my family I had my close friends and I think with with something like that you really do see who your true friends are because I think it exposed me to the idea that when you're doing something that not everyone's doing and when you're being faced with that people do drift away they do and it's really difficult to comprehend and you think to yourself why what did i do but it's sometimes not you it's the way other people are and yeah. it's not your fault
0: yeah no i totally totally agree and uh like you said before stick stick your head above the water and do what you want to do other people they've got their own lives if they want to go online and say some bad things about you you know that's okay, you know uh, you know you're not going to please everybody at the end of the day Absolutely. That, and at I mean, end, end of the day you're not going to please everybody, but you're doing what you're doing, and they should do what they do and exactly. you know it just it just perplexes me that these people spend all this time to go to the website to to take time out of their life to to put something exactly. bad on, on like your uh uh, like a post on, on social oh, media. Oh, absolutely! I
1: had I had people making up fake fake accounts and oh my God. making videos of me, and I just couldn't understand it. I was like, mm. "Why these?" Pe- and the funny thing is, people that I had never spoken to, I had never come into contact with, and I was un- like, I couldn't even fathom how people could make these judgments on me based on the profile they saw on saw on Instagram, rather than having spoken to me before it, and I didn't understand it for a long period of time, and I think one thing that I really wanted to convey in terms of the message I wanted to send to um, people online, social media, and people um, within my high school is that um, I wasn't going to stand for this, and I think that being an advocate for the Metal Heads Against Bullying campaign yes. so really...
0: Let's talk about that metalheads against bullying. How how did that all come about? Did they approach you or did you approach them?
1: Actually, I approached them. So, I really felt strongly about this issue, and with my experience, I did um, I wanted to relay an infa- um a message to people about my experience and about it was it was not okay to be um because I did uh, experience a lot of bullying in terms of exclusion um, and being ostracised. So I wanted to show people that this is another form of bullying and that this should not be tolerated. And via the Metal Heads Against Bullying campaign, I was able to do that and had a really, really good response. And you, I found via that a lot of people were coming into contact with this these forms of bullying that I was, and again, it was it was another level of connectivity and another layer that I hadn't really experienced so far with the people that I was interacting with online, and it really formed like a really really good um, basis on, um, on online for me.
0: Absolutely, and y- you know what? You have the say. Well, I have the saying: if you're good to me, I'm going to be good to you. You know, I don't. I don't judge anybody. You you don't judge a book by its cover. Um, You you know, you get to know them. If they're not, if they're not, they're not nice, or they don't want to. You know, um, that's okay. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So, and and especially sorry, especially with the metalheads as well. Uh, I'm definitely uh, one of them. Uh, I'm not not against bullying. I I I didn't get bullied much, but um, I'm definitely a part of that metal. Uh, community and yeah. they stay strong they will they they really? they're going to you'll have some friends for the rest of your life exactly
1: um, and that's yeah. really what i found i found that even though in high school i didn't at some points in high school i didn't have a lot of friends and i didn't have i had three close friends that i felt that i could talk to in the, the rest of the year level i couldn't really communicate with because they would have these um, pre- um, these ideas of me and these preconceived ideas that they formed um, about me and about how I function as a person. Um, I couldn't talk to them. so I, I, I turned to my online friends and my online um, people that I had been communicating with and social media was a really good way in that aspect that I was able to do that. I talk to people from all the way from Indonesia and i talked talk to people from America and the UK and Japan and I would really connect with them. And I think that social media has really brought an awesome thing to us in that and, way.
0: And, and speaking of that, um, uh- I've seen that you've done a bit of travelling as well, and and you know what, you know what, Cassidy, you'll do lots more travelling in the future. Um, I've got friends all over the world. Um, I wish I could be a little bit closer to them, but uh, again, friends like them, uh, you'll travel more and you'll get to see, you get to meet all these people from all different sort of uh, cultural backgrounds. You just give him the respect that you want from you know. Hundred
1: <laughs> so, yeah. percent. That's that's something that I'm really appreciative of, um, because I did even when I went on my first um, my first musical uh, journey, like to, did you go Japan. to. Sorry, did you go to Tokyo? Did you go yeah, to Japan? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's so amazing. I went to Japan um, when I was. Oh, I think I was 14 or 15. Yeah. Again, that experience was so, so awesome for me. It really put things into perspective of how lovely people were um, outside of that. um, I like to call it some, in some ways it was, it was a prison for me, high school. It was, it was really Mm. difficult for me to um, navigate my way through because so many people um, were constantly ridiculing me. So, going outside of that for a little while and um really doing what I loved and communicating with people about that my music um their experiences my experiences and relating to them that really really helped me as a youngster build up that strength and that barrier that and that message to everyone that I wasn't going to stand for this and it's not okay and people are constantly facing this so I don't know why no one is saying anything about it i just couldn't understand
0: that and you know what it's probably even worse in other countries because our our country is 25 million people i've lived in i've lived in shanghai there's 25 million people in the in the city (laughs) so (laughs) so so the pressures for them to try and find a job is just ridiculous so you've got to They're learning English at, at, you know, two years old, one years old, you know, uh, to to, to get a job.
1: Yeah, I think myself sometimes, like from the um, experiences that people have shared with me, that (laughs) I really have a fantastic support system and a fantastic life. And I'm really thankful for that. And I think that a lot of people aren't, unfortunately, don't have that. They don't have that um, accessible to them, and that's really what I was looking to do when I was sharing my messages, um, telling people and um, showing them that I was there and I was, I will be there for them, and I do agree with them, and this is not okay. What's that's what's being, um, what's going on?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. all right so that, that that was a great answer by the way um so let let's talk about uh your recent uh, ep so i do believe it's love l-o-v-e is that correct
1: yeah give me your l-o-v-e
0: give me your l-o-v-e right <laughs> and, and how many tracks were on this i think oh, this, did... was,
1: this was just a song this was a single
0: right okay yeah. so did the ep actually come out this year
1: no, so uh, the I've only released one um, EP, Broken Hearted. Broken Hearted. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that featured Talk About It, Stand, Walking on Fire and Song for the gotcha. Broken Hearted. And then I released um, Give Me Your L.O.V.E., which, again, really showed my growth as an artist, I think, or showcased that, and I was really excited to release that one because it had that um, that rock edge, um, yes. it's that edginess to it that my songs didn't really have before. So
0: yes. as
1: I grow, grow up, um, I think that will really uh, be more of a focus for me.
0: Well, um, I, I wanted to ask you about about the, yeah. the video process. Like, um, it, did it take an hour? Did it take a, a week? So that
1: was it, a four-day it, shoot, that one.
0: yeah. So with the first one, I saw you, you know, in your bedroom and, you know, so it was like, uh, uh, you know, you're playing your guitar and and then you go to this one this year, uh, give me your L-O-V-E and it's like you've evolved already just from yeah. that period and it's just like a like a almost like a classic rock sort of style. So, so tell us about the doing the film clips.
1: Yeah, so with this film clip, I really wanted to showcase that performance part of my um, musical journey. So I really wanted to have the uh, musicians in my band um, be included. I really wanted to show that performance part that people... Maybe, yeah, so um, <laughs> that people maybe wouldn't see via, via Instagram and via my other videos. So I really wanted to show that. Um, through this video and I think the rock edge that was a focus in this song the kind of like punk vibe about it um, really correlated nicely with the video that we produced and I think like again it's a, um, a video that I'm really really proud of and really excited to see how with this EP or the album and then I'm going to be producing uh, how I evolve and how it shows my growth as an artist.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, during this period, you've played a couple of gigs. I've written down here the Sounds of Summer gig. Uh, yep. You played at the Hard Rock at Surface Paradise. That mm-hmm. would have been a cool gig I've been there. Yeah,
1: before. that was really cool because I, yeah. I as, a, as a youngster, I saw um, my dad, we used to have Hard Rock here in Melbourne, believe it or not. I don't know. Oh, if- remember that but um yeah we had a hard rock here and when I was younger my dad's band would play there um a little bit and again to be able to play there and to it was just a really really cool experience and all the people there were so so lovely and it's one of my favorite restaurants may I mention so um (laughs) I just love seeing all the memorabilia, and the food is amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was just a really cool experience to get down there and interact with the fans in um, in the Gold Coast. So it was different, but I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Have a little, have a little thing there as well, where I'm collecting all Hard Rock Cafe shirts from around the world.
1: (laughs) Same, actually. Right after my gig, I went down and purchased a Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, come on. I love seeing uh, different ones there? that they have in different hard rocks around the world. So, yes. yeah. Is it, a still bit there in <laughs> is it still
0: there in Melbourne?
1: No. Um, sorry, did you say is there still one in Melbourne?
0: Yeah, the hard rock. No, I
1: unfortunately. I oh. hope they bring it back. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: Like
0: All right, then. Uh, and then you've done a couple of gigs uh, and then also the Melodic Rock Festival. That was, is, what was that, gig like?
1: The the recent one I didn't do, however. Oh, I, got cancelled, um, right? Yeah, I did do the um melodic rock uh opening um for the one that wasn't the recent one, the one before that, and that was a really cool experience. That was in Chicago, and oh. I was really excited to do that. So yeah, it was a really cool experience. That I um it was one of my first like performances in terms of playing a full set i played a couple of songs here and there and i'd done acoustic but playing uh a full acoustic set there was really cool
0: so in terms of uh when you play live how, how do you what do you do in terms of like a set like you said that was a full set so are you playing cover still do you have enough material to uh play all your all your music
1: yeah, so, like, when I played in Sydney, um, I think it was last year, yeah, last year, um, when I played in Sydney, that was my full electric set, and I played all my material that I'd released, so I played Talk About It, Stand, uh, Song for the Broken, Give Me Your L-O-V-E, that wasn't actually released then, and then I, I threw in a couple of covers, so that was cool as well.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, this is uh, a question that I ask all the time, um, and you have a long future to go with your music career. But uh, after the pandemic, what is the what does the future hold uh, for Cassidy Paris?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna hopefully be releasing an album pretty soon, uh, just working on some new material and touring, touring, touring. Hopefully, so it's just about um, building and at the moment and. Uh, working on and releasing music that I'm really excited about and I hope the fans really enjoy. So, yeah, I'm hoping to come to a, a fair few cities and it's going to be co- really exciting.
0: And are you coming to Newcastle or what, Cassidy? I,
1: I really hope to. I really, <laughs> really hope to. Um, that's one place that I'm really, really hoping to get o- over to soon, possibly soon.
0: Yeah, play gig in Sydney and then, uh, you know, come up to Newcastle. Spend yeah. a couple of days on the beach. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of, of, of touring and, uh, you know, uh, new music,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I do believe that you signed with uh, Rock Legacy. Is that your management? I
1: did, yeah. Um, that's really exciting. I'm really, um, really excited about doing amazing that.
0: Amazing achievement.
1: Yeah, and Scott Smith, just the most lovely person and really has a belief in myself as a musician and the rock industry and bringing that back to its original um, state. So I'm really excited about that. There's some really cool things that we're working on um, in terms of that and, yeah, it's
0: it's really cool. <laughs> that, that's an amazing trip. and I'm really, I'm
1: really lucky to have that. And no,
0: no, not lucky, not lucky. Just uh, hard work pays off, Cassidy. You know what? Um, you deserve it. Thank you. And I, uh, that. and I hope, I hope that it continues with, with that uh, with Rock Legacy. I, I really like what they did. I I read the whole uh, write up of, of you signing with with, with that uh, company. So yeah. that, that, that's great.
1: Yeah. Um, it's really cool, and I, I hope it. Um, we move forward really, really well.
0: All right, let's let's wrap things up here, Cassidy. Um, so, do you have? Can you tell us about your social media? Where can we find you? And any endorsements? Any promotions that you want to give a shout yeah, out? Yeah.
1: So, I actually am endorsed by Martin, um, Martin and Co, and uh, the acoustic guitar comp company. And I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about that. It's pretty. Oh, it's about a year I've been Pretty with cool. them and really, really love the guitars and the company's been awesome. So excited about that. I'm also accessible to everyone on um, just all social medias at Cassidy Paris Official, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the ones you use, I'm accessible YouTube. to you that. And YouTube, and yeah. YouTube. I all always your,
0: All your video clips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: No, no worries. Before we go... Um, I have a short question, answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you ready to do this just before we go? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. What are your top five rock bands of all time?
1: Heat, Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Hailstorm, uh, Heart.
0: That is awesome. (laughs) For a 17-year-old girl, that's amazing. Thanks. uh, best city to play a live gig?
1: Japan, Tokyo. Absolutely. Oh, that's I'm, good. I was so, so blown away by how fantastic the fans were there and how lovely everyone was there and so accommodating.
0: Okay. What was your, um, in, not in terms of music, but what what's the best place outside of Australia that you've been to?
1: Oh, outside of Australia? Hmm. I love America. I will always love the States. Um, nice. Yeah, I think New York has probably got to be my favourite place that I've been to. I just love it.
0: It's happening. You know, yeah. It's never stops. Uh, like the cliche that it's a city that never sleeps.
1: It really, <laughs> really is. And, nice. yeah, I loved it.
0: <laughs> favourite guitar. You, I think you talked about it before, but what is your yeah, favourite? I
1: love guitar? in terms of electric or acoustic.
0: Either both. I
1: love my Charvel. I love my blue Charvel. That is yes. that is my baby. But um, I again, I love um all Martin Co guitars. They're fantastic acoustics.
0: Excellent. And last one, top three artists. I think I know one of them.
1: <laughs> Taylor Swift's definitely got to yes. be up
0: there.
1: Taylor Swift's got to be up there. Oh man, this is this one stumped me. Pink and Avril Levine.
0: Wow, oh, that's pretty cool. And have you yeah. seen Pink play? She's always here in I Australia. I haven't
1: seen Pink. I tried yeah. to get tickets last time and I was like, I was on there right right when she released them and I missed out. But that's okay. I'm going to see her. I'm, I'm really going to see it.
0: <laughs> I think she could almost be the Prime Minister of Australia. She plays, you know... Three quarters so of our gig's great. in Australia. It's great. Yeah,
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Cassidy, amazing talent. I really so look much. forward to seeing uh, you progress in the future. Make sure you, you have Newcastle um, on your next tour. 100%. And, and uh, good luck with all your uh, recordings. And make sure that you uh, come back on the, on the show when your full album comes out.
1: 100%. Thank you so much for having me and for the belief in rock music's future.
0: No worries. Thanks, Cassidy.
1: You too, Easy. See ya. Bye. Bye.